everyone else in the room can see it. Everyone else but you. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that's a great group of fellas called One Direction. And if it's what I whispered into the blushing ear of one Kathy Ramirez when it became clear that she was the one who's been jamming the copy machine with 80-pound cardstock, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And uh, just a program note here at the top of the show, uh, this, uh, uh, every now and again, life uh, throws you a little challenge, and we got to learn from it, don't we? And uh, that's what happened in this episode here. Uh, somehow, uh, all the files, uh, I, got, I got home and opened the darn thing up, and they were gone. So uh, I've spent the, the better part of the last couple of days involved in something called data recovery. Uh, <laughs> It's been incredibly traumatic because you're, not, you're surprised by some of the some of the data you'll find find deep down in there, aren't you? But uh, anyhow, it's it's mostly back here, and if you hear some blips and blops, well, uh, then uh, just know that we're all learning together uh, in this great life, and I appreciate your continued support. But it's a good episode; it's a fun one, and uh, well, let, let's get right to it. And uh, from a from a beautiful. A beautiful downtown space with a great guest. And a little treat here today, folks. I'm close to the Guani, but just across the mighty bridge in Manhattan in a beautiful loft on the Lower East Side, one of our better sides, by the way, and uh, with a good-looking person who's just flown in, a talented, creative thinking, much like myself on that <laughs> point, I'd say. Elizabeth Rossoff, how are you, Liz? I'm wonderful, Dale. It's Thank wonderful, you. wonderful to see you. And uh, we're here in quite a nice space. Mm -hmm. Your friend is doing pretty well for herself. Yes, yeah, she is. She is. <laughs> and we wish her well. What does she do? She's a photographer. Well, that's it. That's where the money is, isn't it? It sure is. <laughs> ching, ching. I got to get better at that. <laughs> but uh, we're here, and you've uh, you've provided some treats for us, which I always enjoy uh, seeing. And these are some from the local uh, establishments here, some candies and mm -hmm. sweets. And uh, I'm pairing the podcast. It is unusual for me sometimes, but I've been really branching out of late uh, with a, a honey bush tea. Honey bush. A cup full of the honey bush, uh, which I was just saying, it tastes a little bit like wet tobacco, well past its prime. <laughs> Okay. But how was your flight? You flew out here when? Yesterday? I flew out here yesterday. From and San Francisco. All the way from the other coast. My goodness. Yeah, I, and I realized you just can't win with that flight because I've taken the red eye. Yeah. And terrible. then the, the terrible, terrible. The next day I'm um, spent. Yeah. But then I, so I decided I'd take the 9.15, would get me in around 6, would still maybe have an right. evening. But not really, because if I have to set my alarm for 6 to get yeah. to the airport by 8.15 to get on the plane by 9, I didn't sleep a wink the yeah. night before. Yeah, you always do. You always anticipate it. Hoping yeah. I was going to sleep on the plane, of course, chose instead to watch all the cheer tearjerkers. So oh, I'm yeah, just a mess on the plane. A lot of Sandra Bullock. Uh, <laughs> no, it was 50-50. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a oh, big one. That really gets you. Yeah. Uh, so I just Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Great, just young, young person. Yeah. Crying the whole way. And uh, I always cry on airplanes, though. It's a really good time emotional. to let it out. It's an emotional time. <laughs> it's a safe space. Just, I've actually had a, a stewardess bring me a glass of wine before. Yeah, well, before right. takeoff, even, I started with the waterworks. That's that wasn't this too. time. Yeah, and it's not even like there's anything really going on. I think it's just that space where nothing's going on. You're leaving you're something and you free. don't know. You're just free up there. Well, I know you to be a happy person, so I'm, I'm glad really you, you have a release in that way. <laughs> That's uh, why I travel so much. 
like therapy. You save on therapy bills, probably. <laughs> That's don't right. You? And I get to go see some friends. You have a good. What's your, What's the? What was the airline that you were on? I was on Virgin. Wow, that's a good one to cry on. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh well, that's terrific. And you know, but you see, I often catch wind of you uh, skiing in Ashburn <laughs> and jetting off with private jets and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So we're gonna get to that. Seems like okay. you got some stuff figured out. So I want to know okay. about that because yeah. I do a lot of walking. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, let's get to this project because mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why you're in town, of I course. Am. And uh, we, of course, knew each other in San Francisco back then when I, when I was out there. Ever Just so where briefly, you left your heart. Our, our paths <laughs> did cross uh, a couple of times, and I know we enjoyed a pizza on top of the San Francisco Art Institute. Yeah. And that great view there, taking in a very hot pizza, much like the tea, a little bit too hot for my <laughs> taste. But that's why I was doing a little modeling at the Art Institute there, uh-huh. was to make ends meet. That was towards... Towards, towards the end of the the sort of the, the souring of my relationship with my ex-wife, now ex-wife, uh, Ginny. So those were kind of dark times, but mm. uh, uh, it was nice to chat with you at that at that moment. And if I remember correctly, you, of course you're a great artist. And at that point, the work was uh, you with a roll of sod. Yes. And and then also uh, purchasing homeless signs from. Yes. signs for yes. homeless people and projecting the stuff. Yes. And uh, have you ever revisited any of that work? When, what happened to all that? Yeah, well, actually, um, I, I I get asked about that quite frequently, the projections. Um, yeah. The sod, not so much? The sod. You know, people look at my website and they're like, love that sod project. <laughs> Do they? And that's it. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks, clever that sod project. Actually, I did do like a, a it was called Instant Grassification. Um, and I did a 2.0 for the Nature Museum in Chicago, mm-hmm. and I worked with uh, students. I gave them their own. My sod was two feet by four feet, and I sure. gave all these. It's a, a handsome piece of sod. Handsome right? piece of, and a heavy <laughs> piece of sod at that. And so I gave all these students a slab that was about a third that size and asked, gave them disposable cameras and which wasn't very environmental, I guess, but, you know, at the time it didn't seem like it was so bad. And, um, and get, they had to care for their sod for a week and photograph it with their families and uh, write little presentations about grass in Chicago and what it does and what it doesn't do and how is it helpful and how is it harmful in different places in the city, and that was presented at the Nature Museum. So that sort of had a second life. And, and that's uh, where you're from, Chicago. Yes, right, I we'll, am We'll talk originally. about that in a little bit. But, okay, yeah. and then the... So that was, and then, of course, Chicago has a lot of green roofs and all that yes. kind of thing. So they're, they're environmentally on board. Yes. And this made sense with that. And they, it's like, what were the Tamagotchi? It's a bit like that, isn't it? The Tamagotchi. Isn't that what they were called? <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. The Gigapets. Yeah, yeah. That's yes. what they were. But it was like alive. Yeah, you had to take, it was like an egg, and you had yes. to take care of this thing. It was a bit like yes. a sad Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, but then uh, I recall you were getting. Uh, you encounter what a homeless person there in San Francisco, yes. and there are many. Yes, uh, some here too. Yes, but uh, and then you'd, you'd offer to buy the sign. Is that what happened? Yeah, so we give them five dollars, a sandwich, and new cardboard and a sharpie, so they could rewrite a sign um, from because they need it to. You know, it's one sure, of their sure. main sources of income is using their sign to ask for money. Um, but actually what I found out was several of them asked me to write the sign for them because they couldn't write. And there's actually, as I, we collected over a hundred signs and we're looking at them and they have the same handwriting. And what we found out is that there's really only five or six people writing signs 
in San Francisco and using them as a bartering tool to give to other people, which was interesting. It's a fascinating discovery. It was, it was sort of you like, think about a, it. you know, it's all a pyramid scheme, you know, where there's like this one guy making them and he's dishing them out to all these other people who sell them to other people. And that was sort of, you know, that was very interesting. But not to take away from everybody's story being unique to them. Some, you know, write their own story or have it written for them on their board. Actually, one person asked me to write a completely different thing for them from the sign that they were giving to me. It was well, clear. It's a nice that, opportunity for yeah. them. Yeah. Upgrade a little Every, bit. Everybody benefited. It was fantastic. Like um, the sign for us. Yeah. My sign. <laughs> a new one ever yes. comes along every now and then. five Not signed. to make light of a series No, no, no. Not at and all. Then, no. And then you would project the images project of the collective them. signs on, mm-hmm. on the sides of buildings. Sides of buildings and in billboards. It was at the same time that the first dot-com bubble had burst in San Francisco. Mm. So in this period... Those were great days, Those were the dot-com era? Uh, well, launch I mean the parties? Oh, those uh, yeah. are so fun. Who's but playing at wh- your launch party? Beck. Oh, who's playing at yours? <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, I just saw Flaming Lips in my friend's basement. Oh, they just launched. Yeah, it was a crazy time. A lot time. of foosball games there. Oh, yeah. A lot of good, good times. Good times, good times. But then when it all bust up, it was great because then, uh, of course, a lot of uh, housing came on, on uh-huh. line, which was nice. But uh, you just see people, they'd come in and just empty the whole place out. And you'd get a text from somebody, or I was probably pretext, whatever. You'd get a note from somebody that said, if you want a table, come down now because they're hauling it away. Poor people had to had the job the one day, then they didn't. But not only did they not, they had nothing. They had nothing. And there were six or seven. I remember Pets.com came in, bought out a whole building, gutted the whole thing, made it all purple or whatnot, had the puppet and all that. Out, out. Like, like within a matter of six months. Yeah, yeah. It's and a fascinating time to be there. It was a fascinating time, and and during the dot com first dot com bubble, a lot of billboards had been put up in the landscape right. of San Francisco, and so then when the bubble burst, the advertising went away, and these billboards were blank slates. So instead of you know getting up there and and tagging or putting graffiti up there or muraling. It, we use the projector to project the homeless signs onto the to the billboards, and then they rotated in a PowerPoint slideshow from the uh, from the projector. And it was really wonderful, actually. It was it was a, a, in San Francisco. You learn to walk around with blinders on because there's so many people with these signs that you don't have time or you don't make time to read and really engage with the story of the sign or who the person is. And if you took the sign away from the person it, it told an almost more profound or more accessible story. It became a way to to enter enter the story without having to get too personal with it. Um, right, kind of became all of our issue when it was broadcast up there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's uh, uh, it's true. And then uh, what wh- what was the next step after that? You started getting into some uh, more. Even more political stuff, overtly political. Yes. Work around the time that the iPod came out. And yes. Yeah. Beautifully coincided with the Iraq War. Or the yes. Yeah. Afghanistan, that kind of stuff. And what was that? Because I, I think you were among the first to really run with that idea with the, um, yeah. the iPod. I think. Because at that, just to set the stage, the, the iPod posters were kind of iconic at that. Yes. moment they remain a leader in design god bless them yes. but but at that point it was kind of a black silhouette and mm-hmm. the white uh earbuds the white earbuds the white square of the ipod or rectangle right, right. and against a brightly colored background a pink, yeah a yellow or blue or green probably. yes exactly and so you adopted that visual mm-hmm. language 
and then put put what into it? Well, I put silhouette, silhouettes of George Bush, so it was all identifiable silhouettes of George Bush, and I made his teeth white and his collar white, so the collar distinguished the blazer from the tie, right. um, and the words, it was called A Thousand Words for Bush, um, and instead of saying I pod or I bush, I canvassed the public. I, I had a survey of sorts and I would ask people to give me the first word association when I showed them this. And it was the official presidential photograph of George Bush. Mm -hmm. And I would write down that first word association and that would then become a poster. So I solicited responses from thousands of people and I got ultimately about a little over 325 words. I don't remember the exact number right mm -hmm. now, but quite a few, and then ran multiple editions of every word, and we pasted them all over. They were in San Francisco, L.A., New York, Berlin, Melbourne, Australia, a couple in Chicago. Not bad. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> because I've, I've since seen ones that are similar mm -hmm. that came out afterwards. And I knew that you had been there at the ground floor there. You were Yes. You were and then um, I don't know who it is, if it was an artist or if it was a design company, did the IROC right. uh, posters. And they may have come out at the exact same time or within weeks of one another, really. Um, and I actually installed many of the posters at a show in Santa Cruz. And then a review came out in the uh, whatever the San Jose Mercury News or some some San Jose B San Jose B no that's a Sacramento oh B. Sacramento B I don't remember it was just San one Jose, of those yeah. you know Courier or something I don't know what and they were talking about my work and they were referring to the Iraq ah. and they were talking about it in depth but then talking about it as if it were this other was the other poster which is really funny. All publicity is good publicity. I guess, but they attributed something to me that wasn't mine. Take it. Take it. <laughs> yeah, that was mine. Well, those guys never did any of that, so it's probably okay. Yeah. Bush and the gang. Yeah. But missed, it was interesting because I did, um, most of it I did in San Francisco, but then I had to go to Walnut Creek to get different words, like positive words for him because most of them came back really? quite vulgar actually and then I was like well I'm not really getting a good sampling here somebody likes them right sure so I crossed the bridge and that's where they were that's where they were just a couple miles away and that, from San that's Francisco. where you were in the hot tub too okay. no that was in Marin okay that right. was another oh, Walnut Creek that way yes, yes the East Bay no you know, the... when you're away from it a little bit all those places just kind of yeah start to merge together <laughs> Yeah, the Moraga. hot tub. Is yeah. that a place? Moraga is a place. I have no idea where it is. <laughs> Pinole? Is that easy? Is that easy? Yeah, Pinole. I, again, I don't know where that yeah. one is. Hercules? Yeah. But the I hot... could just name East Bay cities. Yeah. <laughs> Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that was up north in Marin. Because that's what I was thinking. That'd be odd. The hot be, tub party, yeah. The hot tub party for Obama. Well, it was really more of just a, a send-off for the Republican Party more than a party oh, for see. Obama. Although, of course, we were all very hopeful that night. and, and That McCain would pull it out. <laughs> yes, we were really hoping, especially in Marin. Well, so when especially John Walker Lind, if you remember the... Johnny Walker Lind, yeah. Johnny Walker Lind, yeah. the um, American tally boy. 
Love is alcohol, hate is uh, politics. <laughs> politics. <laughs> and his beard, really. And I mean, trim that beard. Be okay. He could leave some lessons. I think his fingernails are probably long. <laughs> you like one of those folks that play guitar with the long nails? Yeah, like Cat Stevens. That. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's not, and I'm not just just the, the the fingernail part of it. Regardless of who it's attached to, yeah, uh, this gives me the willies a little bit. It is a little so willy making, yeah. So the hot tub piece, um, the first George Bush, when Johnny Walker Lind was arrested in Afghanistan for working with the Taliban, um, the first George Bush came out and dismissed him as being, and the quote is, some misguided Marin County hot tubber. So the Republican Party doesn't care about Marin. It could fall into the ocean and it wouldn't affect them. They have not won the county of Marin for ages and ages and ages. If they ever have at all, I have no idea. Um, and this upset the people of Marin County quite a lot. And the first Bush, uh, George, wrote a letter of apology to the people that was published in the Marin IJ. Oh, That's right. the Marin Independent Journal. Them to do, yeah. I think. Apologizing to the people of Marin for having been so dismissive. Right. So on the eve, or on the day of, and the, the night of the election um, in 2008, I installed a 10-person hot tub across the street from the civi uh, city the hall. <laughs> from the depot, yeah, right in the depot All in Mill right. Valley. Um, it's sort of this public-private, it's a private space, but it's actually public. Um, Jenny and I used to go up there because that's where our couples counseling was. Oh yes, so we spent a little I had bit of some time couples counseling. Did you have it there at too? one point in my life? Similarly successful, I yes, see. absolutely. Yeah. Yep, no, that was good. <laughs> there by the, above a Safeway or something, then we'd go into town and have a little sandwich or a soup at the depot. At yeah, the depot. it's a beautiful area. Nice it's bookstore. Yeah, absolutely. So you're right across there in the hot tub. You installed this thing on the on the town plaza. Yes, the main really thoroughfare of yes. the. Uh, among the redwoods and yes. people living in tree homes and things. And uh, you had a good response. You had kind of a party out there. It was a great time. So I, I invited people to uh, cast their vote uh, in the attire of a Marin County hot tubber and then come and soak. It was called Soak the Vote. Mm -hmm. um, I gave out buttons that said Soak the Vote, and it was, a, it was a picture of a redwood hot tub with all these stars and stripes sort of spilling out of the hot tub like foam and steam nice, nice. and um, we we had a projector and we were watching the election results come in and and hanging out and doing what Marin Countyers do best which and is hanging loose hot tub that's right someone brought some peacock feathers brought it way back <laughs> things got a little crazy thank god the election was called quickly because I had been in the hot tub for about eight hours that day and I think that's what they say you should do I think eight hours is <laughs> it was Minimum. Unattractive, <laughs> to say the least. You get a little pruny around certain parts, don't you? Well, that's, uh, well, maybe you're going to do something like that this time around? I don't know. I was thinking about doing an Obama um, campaign, like I did the iBush campaign, only because it would be so much more difficult to find words. There isn't the content uh, I mean, the contempt, excuse me, toward Obama as there was for Bush. Oh, I think there is. But you think it's equal? It's maybe not in San Francisco, but maybe, it's there. Yeah, maybe not where hey, I live. Well, come out to Cincinnati with me. Maybe I should. <laughs> well, but, but I think just because it's, it's more it. challenging. You know, it's more of a, it's, it's just, it's more, 
it's more difficult. I think maybe from the same audience that I right. surveyed for the first time, it's like, oh, it's like hope question mark. Like it's so oh, dashed a little bit, isn't it? It's a it's little. Just, it's, it's just disappointment, and then a disappointment with your disappointment. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's just snowball of pain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so disappointment and pain. Snowball of pain. And what do you do? And then it's just like, well, let's just you know, let's just get him in there for a second round and hope he goes nuts and just gets it done and grows the hair. Grows. <laughs> yeah. Gets the cajones just to start signing shit. Yeah. yeah. Making it happen. Make Vayner just tear up. Yeah. Make him cry. Yeah. Well. But I don't think, I don't know. I, I'm on to other things these days, and I, I don't know. Although it is really fun to weed paste and get into the thing. I'm not participating in Coney 2012, however, next week. That's not something I've elected good, to. Good for you. I will, however, be uh, 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 touching myself naked out uh, on the street. That's what we should do. <laughs> Enthusiastically in support of uh, all over. Just all over. Yeah, I've got a few. I got a minute, a little tour set up that I'll be doing mostly, mostly Upper East Side. Oh my uh, god! But it'll, it should be. It should be a lot of fun. Oh so. gosh! <laughs> Poor fellow. I mean, he's really. It, and then WikiLeaks just came out with something about how he was spying for the Ugandan government. Oh my goodness! Amazing. This, I mean, you just—you got to be careful when you get into viral you, videos. You have to be very careful, and I think if anything, this has been a, a big media literacy lesson for the country. Although there's still people that are hanging on, like I yeah. am still going to support you. But you know, I would the first, you know. Ten minutes of the video, I teared up. I'm a, I'm susceptible. I cry, as I said, I cry with me. I just I don't own television because inevitably I know I'd watch Oprah every day. I'd be a lot lighter. I'd probably cry ten pounds every day. Right? You gotta stay away from the Olympics because I've said it before on this program. <laughs> Those are sports oh. moments where the athletes are profiled, Eric the overcoming Eel. their great. Uh, sure, yes. <laughs> for instance, but any of the one, the, the joiners, the, the yeah. curses, the who have you. It just, it's too emotional. I can't do it. Do it. I can't it's do it. It's too much. Yeah. But um, but we really have to be thoughtful in questioning the things that we see. Because, you know, for the first couple minutes, I was like, this is awesome. And then I'm like, what the foosh am I Sorry, what the foosball <laughs> was I, you know, and I was like, God, reel it in. And this is nuts. It's, it's, it's actually frightening. It's really frightening. Well, I didn't I didn't trust the guy, but as soon as he introduced the kid, I said, yeah. no, something's off here. Right, right. Not to mention that, the, and I don't want to go too far into this because that's not, you know, we, everybody's talking. But uh, there was a lot of use of, like, found footage in the beginning, things that yeah. I've seen on nice little Vimeo spots, or like the NASA imagery. <laughs> Where did and I thought that? to myself, well, why are you just borrowing this thing? This seems kind of cobbled together. And then the next thing, he's like, hey, I'm this guy. And then he's introducing the kid. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> yeah. This just smells bad from the beginning. And yeah. I turned it off. And then lo and behold, lo and behold, there you go. You're out there naked in the <laughs> sand. I mean, lovely corner it looked like for him to be yeah. out there doing that. And probably some of us would like to do that more often. The point is, now uh, uh, you've got this thing. This, let's talk about this because I want to get into it. Uh, the the jamin is that how you say how do you say that? Well, pronounced it really horribly. Um, I did a Kickstarter video for the project, and I yes. and I hadn't been there. And my Chinese friends were too polite to correct me before it came out. And they're like, "Well, actually, after you broadcast it on the world, right. that's not how you say it." So I was like, "Great, Xiamen, yeah, Xiamen, yeah, Xiamen, 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 
which sounds nice when you say it. Thank and, you. And, I practiced. And, and so what is the, I bet, because you went over there, right? <laughs> I did. I was in the back of our driver's car, like, how do you say it? Shaman. Shaman. No, shaman. That's shaman. No, 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 not shaman. Shaman. That's pretty good. Sounds like you got around pretty. You didn't learn Chinese, though. No, unfortunately, well. I know very few words. Well, what the heck's the project? Talk about the project a little bit, just <clears throat> as a, as a, for the people. Sure. Listening. So um, there is a really a, it's a billion dollar industry of replica painting in China, and replica painting could be doing copies of old masters. Replica painting can be reproducing a, a graphic image um, for uh, hotels, a very, just a design and ambient sort of abstract painting. If you go to a hotel and never change your room. It's in every room. It, the same, and you're yeah. looking at it, and it's real paint, but yeah. it's exactly the same in every room. By the way, I change every time I go. <laughs> you do change your room every time. By, by, uh, just to my see rule. if they have the same painting. <laughs> just to take it in, yeah, just to admire the work. Just to no, see it in a different light. They, they give it the first rooms always by the elevator or it doesn't yeah. have this or that yeah. anyway. So they and and they do those paintings and they also will do paintings by commission where you can send them a JPEG, a digital image, um, of whatever you would like, and then they render that image hand painted in oil on canvas for you at any size and in any style you request. You can And there's no limits on that at all. Um well, I've been trying to push those limits a yeah. little bit to see what exactly I can get. Because you worked with them before with yes, some kind I of have. project. Yes. It got a little bit racy, didn't it? It got a little racy. It got a little racy. <laughs> and some kind of, was it character? What was it going on there? Oh, yeah. That, it was, uh, yes, I have an alter ego who's What's actually. That like? It's wonderful. Is it? <laughs> no, it is. It? Let me just tell I you something. If you ever have a, a deep piece of you that you yes. want to share publicly. Yes. It's get an alter ego. I'm gonna think about it. You should. I'm gonna think about it's it. It's actually very yeah. fun. I taught. Um, I sub was a substitute teacher at San Francisco State University for a couple of weeks, and I did an alter ego project oh, with their uh, students. And oh, did we have fun! And I convinced them that I was such a hotshot artist that I required an assistant. And that my assistant's name was Kelly Flynn. And all of their email exchanges went to Kelly Flynn's email address. And, and Kelly Flynn would send them a text message. The artist is running late. Please don't leave class. She'll be there in 15 minutes. You know, uh, and I'd ask the students, did you get the email from Kelly about the assignment change? You know, like yeah. really like irritated with Kelly because she hasn't been working up to par right, recently. Sure. Yeah. And then I'd like I'd tell a story about the time Kelly came to work, da 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 and so then the last class, we all came to class as your alter ego, and we were going to be. So I came, I showed up to class as Kelly Flynn, and they were like, no way. I'm like, yeah, actually, I have a day job. I'm not, you know. Zing. It was Did they great. think that, uh, that Liz was the alter ego of Kelly? <laughs> I know that would be funny. <laughs> Well, I guess it's just a, who's wearing a, the wig. She's a bit of a hoot, isn't she? She has she's, blonde hair and all she that. Is, well, she is also my assistant. I mean, that's part of her her identity is that she is an assistant to me if all I were right. a much more famous artist. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, my mind's starting to split in two a little bit thinking about that. But, uh, but, she, and, but she has her own projects, too, yeah. that you promote Yeah. through your site. Yes. Yeah, and some of those projects. Well, you got to help out your assistant. Sure, no, I understand. They're under your wing, after all. <laughs> some are. Some do better. 
far better than the original, and you just got to <laughs> let them soar. Yeah. It's same. fine. Sometimes I bet you're probably even more comfortable uh, and more honest yeah. uh, through the, through the uh, guise of this alter ego, through Kelly or what have you. But now, as you did some of her pro- some of her imagery, some of her projects went through China. That's what I'm trying yeah, to bring it just back Yeah, just one. To the- <laughs> just one of her projects. Right. And that is when I was sort of pushing the boundary on, on the censorship of pornography in China and trying to, trying to get a sense of what they would be willing to Where accept for are. a painting. Yep. Yes. Yes. And so in addition to, to uh, of course, the great world of pornography, uh, there's also no doubt issues of uh, copyright yes. and uh, forgery, yes. uh, that kind of a thing. Yes. So those are all delicate uh, subjects intertwined mm-hmm. with this project. And how, mm-hmm. do you, how did you navigate that? Because I, there's some secrecy around it, or do you have to just be careful about the language that you use? Um, well, it depends on which side you're talking about. But you, of the... course, weren't having imagery that uh, you had them paint their own portrait yes in this in this most recent project I did in this most recent project with them I had these painters who are incredibly skilled um just really, really unbelievable talent. And how did you find the individual uh, individuals? Um, I had worked with an agent in Xiamen um, on these other projects. Yeah, well, she's um, an art dealer, I suppose you would call her, or navigator, or. I like that. <laughs> She's an art navigator. Um, but some of her clients are like, I think she said Cost Plus and uh, these big design home furnishings sure, companies right. and hotels that need. Right. Hundreds or thousands of the same image, Um, but but she's one of two hundred and fifty. Image that everything is then derived from. Yes, there's an Adam and Eve of uh, imagery, and is that artist part of this uh, group? Sometimes, there are people who have famous work of art that's in the public domain or not. Right or not. (laughs) It is or it is not. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes not. Right. Or just as frequently is in domain or and, and out of public domain. So, yeah. Whatever. They don't get, get caught with that kind of thing? Cost plus? Oh, well, oh, well the bigger companies, I'm sure, are much they more careful. They buy a license or something. Yes, 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 sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm sure those companies are. are very responsible. <laughs> and uh, thanks to all the listeners that, that are... Also employees of Cost Plus <laughs> yeah. uh, at their corporate headquarters. Uh, yeah. I like rattan furniture. So yes, beautiful. Good Room dividers. Candles, I mean, all of a sudden touches. you have two rooms where you it's had one. It's amazing, isn't it? It's so incredible. <laughs> so you find these folks, and how yeah. many of them are there? Well, there are over 100,000 in China no, but, that work but, in but, the industry. <laughs> all right, so you use the art navigator to go through 100, yes. some 100,000. So I, so I worked with nine. Nine people. Nine. Mm-hmm. And you went over there and you met with them. Yes, yes. Well, I went over there and I met more than nine, and then I chose nine to, to interview and to commission. And what were you looking for in that? A range of styles? or Range of style, range of background, training background, um, range of age, gender, just a good sampling, uh, just a range of diversity in their, in their personal histories. And is there a danger for them to come forward as doing what they do, or no. this is totally okay? It's totally above board. All right. And, and then uh, were they happy to do it? 
what was the because this is something new for them, right? Yeah. Or do they are it, they recreational painters as well? Well, some are and some aren't. Um, some well, three particularly have their own uh, art practice. Two of them uh, were trained classically, and the other uh, is just working on his own, self-taught, and he's trying to produce his own body of work at the same time as uh, create his own work for hire for these reproductions. Um, and uh, it. Some were very, very happy to do it. It was something they'd never even considered. Um, and But they all questioned why did I want their self-portrait and why didn't I just want to take a sample of the kind of paintings that they do well. Right. And so that was uh, very interesting to explain to them that I was trying to tell a story to an American audience that's very voyeuristic. <laughs> want to be able to see your face right. <laughs> they want to look at you they want to see you and and see how you express who you are through your and did visage. they just create one individual image per person no i had them do three um so i had them do a head and shoulders and then one in their what they considered to be their work environment and then another that was sort of lost in translation, but it was supposed to be their free cho choice painting <laughs> to do whatever they wanted. And they were, like, go? scratching their head sure. really hard. At, unicorns? At Anybody doing a unicorn? No, well, if, if I had said in my directions it could be a unicorn, I might, and yeah, I least, might have had a unicorn, yeah. at least one. But, you know, I said it could be a symbol, it could be a landscape, it could be a still life, it could be an abstract, anything that represents you. And I think they got stuck at landscape and, and still life. So you got one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, but the though, one because they're setting it up, or did they copy something that was empty? No, they did their own work, except one <laughs> who did uh, Temptation. He, he is the old master, go-to Mona Lisa man. Yeah. If you want a Mona Lisa, you go to Shangjiang. It's like you go to him. He has done thousands of Mona Lisas. He loves her. Wow. It was a wonderful interview with him. He's just like this delightful, humble, sweet man. And his self-portrait is like it's like Vermeer. It's like this amazing light. It's him looking at a mirror, painting himself in a gold Rockwell frame. Kind of a thing, yeah. But it's and but and the and his sleeve, the detail on the ripples of the wrinkles on his sleeve, and I like that. And he'd never done a self-portrait before. Amazing. It's really beautiful. And where, where are these things going to be shown? Well, there I've made a a DVD. Um, with, with some interviews with and interviews, that. and at the end, there's the pictures of the paintings, and there's a book also. Um, and I'm working on getting the paintings into an exhibition. That's part of the reason I'm here in New York. I'm right. knocking on doors, trying to talk to people and convince them to have a showing of the paintings. the The original intent was to get the paintings made, and I wanted to have the DVD and the book as sort of backup right. for the paintings, but my friend Phyllis, who came with me um, to do the photography, did such an amazing job that the DVD and the book have actually turned into these incredible works that kind of that can stand on their own. And the DVD and the book have gotten into 
shows about East-West and what's going on in China, but I still don't have a venue for the actual painting to be seen. So in one way, the DVD and the book extend the audience because people who can't get to see the paintings will see the paintings, but it also gives people an easy way to show them without committing to showing 26 right, paintings right. in a gallery space. You know what, be not, what might be nice to do is get one of, you know where they have the uh, going out of business art sales? Yeah. At the big uh, convention centers. Oh. Probably some of their work is included. Uh, just have the have the nice little show in the lobby. Yeah. There, and that get people thinking about it. That you know would I mean? be. That actually is not a That's bad a idea, Dale. Thank That's you. A free one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I get in touch with those people, but they got they have to have those. They must have art fairs for that kind somewhere. of art, right? I mean, oh, I Oh, they do. That's yeah, it's all the time. It's a good giant warehouse uh, sale for art. these things. Yeah. Actually, one of the villages um Wang Gardens, there's this, a big banner hanging from, from the top of one of the buildings that says, Art Warehouse of the World. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. Anything you want could be there. Anything. If I send them a picture and of me, they could paint. stuff you don't. Well, like, yeah, <laughs> well, this would fall under that the category if they did a portrait of me. They would love to do Dale. They probably would love that. In any style you'd like. I would like it as many styles as I can get. You it. could probably do it. You could do them do the same <laughs> picture. Cost and a decent amount to set you back some bucks. Well, yeah, when you get twenty five of them, it well, gets I don't expensive. need twenty five of them. Was there a bulk discount? I got. Is that the? I might be able to hook you up with oh, a discount in bulk. <laughs> uh, I don't need twenty five. What would I do? Sit in a room with twenty five pictures of myself. Sounds like heaven. Sounds kind of great. Just have a good cry there. Yeah. A little honey bush Dirty. tea and let it out. Let it all out. <laughs> Put a Sandra Bullock movie on. Uh, uh, and do you paint? Mm. You don't paint. No, don't I don't paint. paint. That's, I always found it difficult. I make paintings, but I don't paint. <laughs> that's, I that's a very uh, make good them. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Tony Bennett paints. Does he? Yeah, we got some nice sunflowers and ocean scenes and that kind of thing. Are you sure he made them? Because I saw a lot of sunflowers and ocean scenes. You've called every painting into question now. (laughs) But but, uh, anyway, well, do you have to wear a mask or anything? How is the air quality over there? Um, Actually, in Xiamen, it's really pretty good. It's on on the coast, so it's actually pretty clean. Um, You know, like L.A. clean. (laughs) <laughs> like a lady's on the couch. Have a smoothie and forget about it. <laughs> well, that's uh, the, and, but you did you did have a whole project where you were wearing masks and all that kind of thing for the Halloween <laughs> things. Masks. You had some Halloween. Well, not, maybe not masks, but costumes. Oh, yeah, randy. that was Kelly. That was the introduction. Oh, that of was Kelly's some play. of her work. I'm yeah. sorry, I have to have her on the program. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I she saw loved I, to talk to you, boy. I was reminded. You thought I, I was chatty. That I once went uh, one Halloween as a sexy Keebler elf. Oh. So it brought back some fond memories. Well, in San Francisco, you learn pretty, if not by the first hour of your first Halloween, definitely by the end of the night, that there is no unsexy Halloween costume. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you Wind- can be a baseball and get laid. <laughs> Just a windbreaker and some cat ears. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> but uh, there is a, a sort of a current through Kelly's work and uh, the work that you're doing here. That's, uh, uh, I think, has grown in its sophistication about uh, a commentary on power mm-hmm. and the relationship of power in the work. You want to talk about that a little bit more? 
mean, beyond my just identifying, it does seem like you're interested in the power dynamics of what's going on between people, economies, uh-huh. mm-hmm. the society at large. Yeah, well, it's a really big... I like, I like shifting the power dynamic in, in my work um, and just and seeing what it feels like when, when someone is given... who doesn't have the authority is given the authority. There's an empowering part There's, of it, not just power, but an empowering yeah. that happens. That's, I guess, what I was getting to. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, and it's really an experiment in, in all of my work. I don't really know where it's going, and I don't necessarily have um, a specific agenda. It's really more of just, like, let's switch it up and and see what happens. Right. Well, and did any of these folks in... in uh, China say, well, forget it. I'm done with this. I'm going to paint my own stuff. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think they can. Um, there are a couple who... This project wasn't enough to free them. <laughs> yeah. My, <laughs> this commission wasn't enough to free them. Um, from I don't remember that. how successful the Kickstarter but thing there, was. <laughs> there, are, there are definitely... You know, it may... It, my intention was not to, to find the diamond in the rough and to go into these villages and find, you know, the next brilliant artist right. out of these villages. Or like the Coney thing, be the white savior. Right. I was definitely not yeah. looking to be the white savior. But if, if something should happen, I, w- I would, if the paintings are exhibited and, you know, if, for, if someone ever bought them or anything, I would love to go back to China and revisit with these people. They're actually with the Mona Lisa man. There's a specific project that I'd really like to do yeah. with him. Um, uh, but one of the painters who's uh, near 50 has has his own bodies of work from the past 30 years, and they haven't been shown, and they're incredible paintings. And it's like, if there's someone out there that wants his number and <laughs> wants to do that for him or to him or whatever it is, like, I would definitely make that... with you. Into, yeah, I mean, I yeah. would make that connection right. on his behalf. I don't want to be responsible for it because... I just don't want to be responsible for it. I don't, but I, you know, his, there are a couple of them whose work is really outstanding and interesting yeah. and beyond and, and, the labor that they do every day. And what happens if you sell it for a lot? You go back there, you give them any of that? Or you, you consider commission is done and that's... You know, I'm still kind of struggling with that actually and 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 I don't know and I guess that's something I should be prepared for but honestly I didn't go into it thinking I was going to make any money off of this project in fact I I made some money at the art fair last year and I took every dime and put it into this project and just as long as I don't go into the red and I can use sales from other projects and put into this I'll be fine it's just really something that I wanted to do I do need to think about think that through um I kind of flipped out in China, and I was really... I paid them what they asked me to pay them. I didn't try to negotiate with them, but it was still such a small amount that I, I just felt like this is ridiculous and I should give them more, but then maybe that's insulting. And, da, da, da. Sure. and then I got back to the States, and I started thinking about like how many hundreds, if not thousands of dollars I spent entering juried shows just to get my work in front of somebody how like the projector that i bought to project the signs you know making money i was a school teacher did some tutoring saved up a thousand dollars so i could buy the projector yeah i mean i put a lot of 
money into the production. Anyway, point being, these painters are the only people who've made money off this project so far. <laughs> I didn't pay my photographer. Right. I didn't pay my video editor. I didn't pay anybody. So, um, so I need to think that through. Um, I don't know the answer yet. Well, I don't, first, first I gotta sell them. If I can sell them, then well, yeah, great. You, you gotta take care of the people that were responsible for it, yeah. and then if there's something above and beyond that you can do, yeah. I'm sure you, you're not uh, you're not going forward with malice, so you yeah. you'll create a, a good thing. Yeah. Well, now, uh, and so you're gonna you're gonna talk about that the, this project at length. Yes. Uh, here in New York City at NYU. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, in the what what building is it? It is in the. Uh, I forgot the name of the building. It's in the Einstein Auditorium. That sounds and good. I know. It's where, it's where <laughs> smart people go to talk. Is it like a brain? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I think it's actually, there's just E, M, e equals MC squared everywhere. everywhere. That's, that would be nice. It's every seat. If they're smart, that's what e. they do. <laughs> <laughs> that's just good design. Yes. Yeah. And it's, uh, I forgot what well, the what name not, of the well, building we'll, is. We'll post a link on, okay. on the thing. Thank it's, you. It's, it's Monday. It's Monday. April 16th. Yes, at 5 p.m. 2012 at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, at NYU, somewhere there on Stuyvesant. Some, something 34 Stuyvesant. 34 Stuyvesant. It's like the Bernard Building. It sounds right. I love it. I think it's a great uh, <laughs> a great project. And, who, and this is for the art department there? Yeah. Organizers? Yeah. Well, One good. of the MFA students put great. it together. Well, that's nice of them to bring it in. Yeah. Are you doing some other stuff in New York? What else are you going to see? I'm not, uh, knocking on doors, begging for shows. That's what Rhoda did in... Uh, uh, Mary and Rhoda, the the two thousand <laughs> reunion of the of the two, just on TV the other day. Oh yeah, I caught that. And Rhoda says, "I gotta get a show," and she starts just going to galleries, and you just you feel for it, right? Because you feel for everybody involved in that whole effort, really, right? Because of what's going on, <laughs> brutal. But, uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably go to the Whitney. I want to go see Bad just, Brains. If anyone has an extra ticket. Well, we'll see. This is this is the way. This is the forum for it. It's like that farm yeah. channel where if you need a tractor, yeah. that's what, I'll read through all the things and that I people. And I need some rakes. <laughs> there's a sheep for sale. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but well, if you go to the Whitney, I tell you, I was just up there the other mm-hmm. day because I like to take in a little culture on my lunch breaks, and I went up there. And if you can find an older Upper East Side couple to just follow around. Oh. Because they have a lot of insight into what's going on there, into the artwork that's being <laughs> made up there, and it's it's just fantastic. There was it's, a whole busload of those people down uh, here in Chinatown looking at the galleries today, and you know, I I left one because it was so interesting what they were saying yeah. that it got in the way a little bit. I wanted bit. to get my own interpretation. Yeah. I would walk. I was. I'm going to go across the street to the other gallery. What do you know? Here they come. Well, if I'm, I, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty close to being on the net on the next short list for the next pioneer. So if that, if this, you know, fingers crossed, if that goes forward, I think what I would do is just have them record an audio tour. Yeah. Of just their thoughts, so that you could have it, and then you'd be looking at the thing and say, "Oh, I, that's not art," or whatever they, oh. <laughs> whatever they were saying the other day was terrific. Or the things you make are better than this. That's what a lot of that kind of That's thing. That's funny. You know, just a little thing about the Whitney Biennial and radio. I was uh, interviewed by the guys of Neighborhood Public Radio. Sure, sure. Lee. Lee, yeah, yeah. and Michael. And yeah. uh, I didn't know that it was being broadcast live to the lobby of the Whitney <laughs> Biennial. And it was early. It was in Santa Cruz at the Intervention Show. 
and I we just were in character the whole time, like a like a you know AM not AM like just a morning radio program. Sure. Like hello dog, check out my program on www myspace backslash just. We were having fun. And then yeah. he was like, oh, there's a message coming and there's a question from the Whitney. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's fun. It's My fun. big chance. Well, you'll get another <laughs> chance, I'm sure, because you've got a full life and you've got, you're, you're jetting around on private jets and doing yoga and staying in <laughs> mansions and staying here, which is not too bad. With some stars that I, we can't talk about, it, but I like hearing this story. There's some celebrities that live in this building, and they're up to a little bit of mischief. So we'll we'll, we'll come back and you know, I'll talk to some of them another time. Bring some bring some eggs to Miss O'Neill. But uh, that sounds great. Uh, well, I hope you have a, a good time and a, a good a good show of it there, and that uh, uh, you have your website is what again. Uh, it's not really working, but it will soon. Mastercopytpx.com. Mastercopy TPX. All That's one me. thing. Yes. Okay. Dot com. Better get it working because once this thing, goes I think up, it's gonna it's gonna go up there's some, tonight. You got, you got some. <laughs> you got some kind of a site though, don't you? Uh, it's like hidden a little bit, but uh, it's you know, just a webmac dot com backslash Liz Rossoff or something. Old school. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, I that disabled a bunch of like. links. I was actually at a gallery today, like adding the back, like couldn't figure out where to, you know, he's like, well, I'd like to look at your work. I'm like, great. Can I get on your computer and copy them? And then backslash, was it artprojects.html? Well, you've got it? a whole professional team work. Get <laughs> Kelly on it because he seems pretty uh, savvy. <laughs> you know, your copies and all that stuff. And maybe I've said this before, but I've always had a dream. Uh, of mine has been to do audio books on tape, but where it's uh, uh, me reading, my I transcribe a book, so I take Moby Dick, get the audio book to Mo Moby Dick, and I listen to it in headphones. Then I write down just on first pass as be uh -huh. best I can, Ooh. and then I record that and release that as a book on tape. Oh, that's good. On tape. Book it's on book on tape on tape right. Book on tape on tape. Yeah. Meta. It's pretty. It gets pretty <laughs> wild. <laughs> well, well, why don't you record? You listen and then you write, or have someone else listen and write, and then you read. Because oh you've got God. a nicer voice. But can I just send this to China? Have them do it. Yeah, that would be great. Have them paint your <laughs> scratches of the butt. Oh my goodness! Well, we're gonna have some have some fun. We got some good ideas coming out. And hey, get one of those African masks outside a moment. Okay. It's totally okay to have those in your house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who buys those? Anyway. So uh, we'll look and look at, yeah, get, see, get a couple. I'm sure it's fine. There's no, there's no problem there. That's totally on the Are those sold by the guys that like bring them out on a blanket? Yeah, yeah, and right. then they take the blanket and throw it when yeah, the cops put it come? Right back yeah, in I like that. Yeah, get those. Oh. It's a nice old, uh, 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 repainted signs and things from the mm. 50s. It's all kinds of great things for the home. Oh, good. This place, in fact, where she's going to be out for a little bit, why don't you just take some, <laughs> Redecorate. some of this junk off the wall and put up some nice old signs and some African masks. <laughs> that would be lovely. <laughs> you can invite the lady with the eggs over and just have a nice time. <laughs> well...
Liz, thanks for doing this. I really enjoyed our, You're our chat You're welcome, today. Bill. Thank you. Uh, I've got a little bit of business to talk about on my end. Of course, i got you know, a pretty bustling career here. So let me talk about these because a couple of things are coming up. But I'm going to shake your hand. Thank you so and much. And thank you for Pleasure. doing this. It's really good. And, and we'll post some links up there. But April 16th, you're going to have a great lecture. Thank Come you. on. Is it free? Can anybody It's do? free and open to the public. Hey, how about that? Is there going to be any kind of a booze there? Or no? uh, I don't know. But I will bring a box of Triscuits. And just let me know that Ayo. you heard it on Dale Radio. <laughs> and I'll I'll let you stick your hand in there and grab a couple. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best giveaway we've ever done on this show. Brought to you by Nabisco. The code word is Heard It On Dale Radio, and you'll that's get right. it. Get to put your hand in a box. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, okay, so here's what's going on then. If you, if you want to come out and see me do something live, I'm going to be over at Saturday, April 21st at 8 p.m. I'm going to be part of the Super Fund. Super Fund Variety Show, uh, put on by Josh and Elliot Bisker over there at the Film Biz Recycling, the new home for Dale Radio Live. But this is going to be a special event with a whole bunch of people, a whole mess of great talent of people. I think there's some kind of uh, hip-hop robot and uh, some kind of ventriloquist that's going to be doing I always like when I get to work with puppets. And uh, they're going to the whole thing, and I don't know what I'm going to do, but I said I'd do a spirit drawing, so maybe we'll do some spirit drawings there. Of course, the spirit being whiskey. <laughs> As usual, but uh, it'll be a good time. Come by, and uh, it's a, it's a, all for a good, uh, good, fun time at the film biz. You know what film biz is? No. It's a place where they recycle props and stuff from television and movie oh. production. So a little uh, basement down there, on Gowanus level. So you're actually right parallel to it, and uh, they just and then they also hook it up with people that if they need like a senior center needs exercise bikes, they'll give them the mix. And they don't like it. Oh. Anyhow, it's a great uh, environmentally conscious kind of a thing. You can bring your sod by there if you want to. And then the next Dale Radio Live is going to be Thursday, April 26th, a mere five days later, if you can believe uh. that. Yeah, I had to do the math in my head. That's what you saw there. Uh, so that'll be April 26th at 8 p.m. It's going to be free. Suggested donation of $5, but free. And the doors will open at 7.30. we got Brooklyn Brewery is sponsoring it, so come by, have a beer. And uh, uh, come by and see the show. And I'm going to be speaking with the lovely, she's a fashion icon and a restaurateur and a, a terrific young gal, uh, Ray Cohen. She owns a place called, co-owner of the place, a Mile End Delicatessen. They're going to open up a place over here. They have one in Brooklyn. And uh, maybe she'll bring some smoked meats. I don't know. There might be a Montreal-style bagel in here. I don't know. Ooh. But uh, I'm looking forward to talking to her and the, the great Corey Maccabee, of course. You know Corey's work yeah. at all? Oh, you should. Everybody should. This is what I'm urging you to do. Go ahead to my land and order up a sandwich. Order up a, a smoked meat sandwich. Take it home and on Netflix or however you get your entertainment, uh, uh, feature-length entertainment, call that up on your, on your hi-fi and, and call up American Astronaut. It's a, a black-and-white space western musical oh, cool. that Corey put all together and he drew the special effects. It's an amazing film, one of the, one of the greats. I'm so happy he's going to be sitting down with me to talk uh, at the next show. So he's going to be there and do that because you, you, you it's just a great film and he, he's a great artist. He's got other ones out there too, Stingray Sam and some other stuff, but anyhow. And of course music's going to be uh, provided by Matthew Fast of the Raya Brass Band. He was there last time playing the accordion. We had a great time, so he'll be back and that's that's all I can do for this 
for this moment. And we got a couple other shows coming up before that, but just the 21st and 26th, look out for those. And that's 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 going to be it. Now, till next time, I'll be asking some Chinese fellas online to paint perfect replicas of my empty whiskey bottles, only I'm going to ask that they paint them full. <laughs> now, let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Oh, my goodness, a lot of people came together to make this season possible, and my thanks go out to all of them, including the folks behind our season four take on the theme song, originally composed by Steve O'Reilly at Engine Sound. This version is arranged by Lisa Mezzacapa and John Finkbeiner, performed by Lisa Mezzacapa and V.J. Anderson, recorded, mixed, and mastered by John Finkbeiner at New Improved Recording in Oakland, California. Thanks also to the following generous, good-looking, and fun-at-parties friends of the program. Cole Akers, Miranda Banks, Rachel Baer, Stefan Bodeker, Hannah Bowes, The Brain Flutter Foundation, Melissa Broder, Adam Bronstein, Justin Carroll, Tom Carroll, Amy Chang, John Charles, Tanisha Christie, Rachel Turner, Pamela Clapp, Julie Cummings, Amanda Duarte, Emily Elson, Dan Engber, Alex Estrovis, Sidney Erickson-Feinstein, Lauren Fitzgerald, Aaron Gabbard, Tanya Glanz, Jay Harlow, Betty Jo Hallett. My goodness, this is a lot of beer. Thank you. This is outstanding. Meredith Hudson, Melissa Yeager-Miller, Steve Lambert, Daniel Lee, Maura Madden, Shauna McGarry, Michelle Megan, George Nocktree, Peter Nocktree, Susan Newberry, Aaron Nichols, Steve O'Reilly, Ann Philbin, Elizabeth Eva Rossoff, Gabe Roth, Rebecca Rothbaum, Trinidad Ruiz, Jacqueline Skaggs, Shannon Stratton, Joel Tompkins, Karen Weber, Gabe Weiser, Will K. Wilkins, Brian Yeh, and 10 anonymous friends. Thank you all very much.